I'll be a little bit vulnerable here. Yeah, I've even flogged men. Yeah, I've even flogged men. Yeah, I've even flogged men. It's pretty much anything that's white and creamy. Are you saying you're looking to try anal sex? All right, welcome back to the Cloudcast Variety Program. We got it right this time, didn't we? That would be correct. And we're sticking with Cormac this week. Why not? And Bruce Seven for me. Bruce Seven's going to stick forever, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a, a whole bunch of fan mail from the first episode. and Yeah, like three. We did. The resounding request is that we talk more about fucking. More sex, more better. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to hit that today probably and talk about it. Um, but first I just kind of wanted to, uh, take you off guard a little bit with the topic. I discovered a little bit of self-reflection. Honestly, it's about posting selfies in groups, especially in the lifestyle. Okay. And when I see someone who posts a lot of selfies, I have a negative impression of that. Why is that? It's a me problem. I, at, at first I thought it was a them problem. I thought these people must be narcissistic. They must be attention seeking. They must be looking for something. Um, so I was just, I don't know, I was just browsing the internet and I found, um, a bunch of articles that talk about this exact, exact phenomena and some psychiatrists did a controlled study, uh, where they analyzed selfies and had people give their reaction to them. And then they analyzed the people who actually took the selfies. And what they discovered was there was no psychological or psychiatric abnormalities in the people that posted selfies. They weren't particularly narcissistic, um, but the people who viewed the selfies negatively uh, had irrational anger towards those people posting the selfies. Hmm, that's interesting. I can't say I've ever really thought about it. I guess I'm a little bit like you in that, like, okay, someone's seeking attention again because it's the same one over and over or whatever it may be. Or, hey, look at me. But uh, that's an, I, it's hard to argue with a scientific study. So what you're saying is, Bruce Seven, you're an angry man. Yeah, I, I discovered that about myself. So, you know, it's uh, to all the ladies out there, please, please, for the love of God, keep posting nude pictures of yourself. Love it. Yeah, we love it. And I promise I will no longer get some sort of weird, irrational anger about the number of selfies you post. Does that mean you're going to post more nude selfies of yourself? No, no, nobody wants to see that. I don't know. You might have you. You might get us another three more fans. That was the first beep of the day, by the way. <laughs> So today we're going to talk, well, we're going to talk about the fucking for sure. We're going to get into that. Fucking fucking. Mm -hmm. But uh, we also want to tell the story of the cloud and how we all met. Yeah. Pretty interesting story. In fact. Yeah. But before we get into that, are we going to use the same nicknames for the girls as last time? Or are we going to change it up? Well, I think one of them requested freckles. I think that was my wife, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Freckles. And this one's going to be hard to use because it's a little long, but I need to go with old furnace butt for my old wife. Old furnace butt. Old furnace butt. Um, there's a story behind that, but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go with old furnace butt and we don't want to get too many stories today. So we're going to get right into the cloud. All right, let's go. How did the cloud start, Bruce Seven? March of uh, last year. That's right. And we were at a We Got a Thing regional event in Kansas City. Uh, my wife and I, old furnace butt and I intended to just stop by. It was at someone's house. Uh, we had had a long day. We really didn't want to go to a lifestyle event that night. We decided we were going to stop by for an hour. Uh, and you know how that goes. Well, and maybe, maybe even take a, a couple steps back at that point in your lifestyle experience, you were only a few months in, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, I think we'd had maybe two or three experiences total. Right. And we only knew you guys as like, uh, in, in our, in our online community, we knew you as like the 
the seniors in the community. Wow. I, I don't mean elderly. I mean, no, I think, I think your wife actually called me elderly today. Yeah. Well, kind of two fits. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we show up to this event and I guess it's an event. You and your wife had just gotten there. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. And there was, I think it was a total of three couples that were there. They were going to be there that night, not counting you guys. It was us, the hosts, and one other couple that was still in route. They didn't get there until quite late that evening after you guys did. And it was, I remember, right, I think it was a birthday get together for some of us, um, just talking and hanging out and having fun. And as far as the interaction that we had with you and your wife, I don't think we'd really directly chatted much. Do you remember that? No, I'd never, I knew your name. Uh, in the community and I knew your wife's name in the community and (laughs) this is weird, but you know, screen names just didn't resonate with me. Um, not, you know, just nothing that I looked particularly stuck out to me or was interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we hadn't really interacted. And so the host said, Oh yeah, Bruce seven and furnace butter coming over. I'm like, Oh, okay. That'll be nice to meet them. I guess. Another couple. Besides, there's only two of us here now. Let's uh, add some more folks. Yeah. And so I walk in. It's it's in a this man's house in Kansas City. He's just the most gracious host. He and his wife, and they have a swinger pad, especially in the basement. Yeah, it's it's a it's an it's a pretty special place. It's uh, it's perfectly set up for the lifestyle. There's no other way to. They I mean they have their own dance floor for God's sake. Yeah, they have a stripper pool, a full bar. I mean, like a bar with a, a kegerator and a soda on fountain and. It's legit, right? Yeah, it, it's better than some bars we've been to. Yeah. So I belly up to the bar to introduce myself to your wife, which doesn't happen because she's immediately introducing herself to me. She would do that? She's that forward? Yeah. So Freckles introduced herself um, and within two minutes was uh, had her tongue down my throat. What? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Shocking. Um, so yeah. So her and I started talking and kissing and making out off and on. Um and then I'm trying to remember, was it blowjobs first or was it talking to you first? I think it might have went with blowjob first, if I'm not mistaken. But I wasn't I wasn't really noticing that because um Furnace Butt and I were gazing into each other's eyes longingly. And I believe the term that she might have used was mind fucking. Yeah. That was uh <laughs> I looked over and you were on a recliner in the room next to the bar and my wife is like literally cuddled up. You're holding her like you would hold a like a fireman's carry, I guess is what it's called, right? <laughs> Almost. And you're you're doing your move. What what's what's the move? It's called the head tilt. Uh and it's uh, all rights reserved, copyright, patent pending. Basically, you turn your head 45 degrees and give an inquisitive look and pretend to be interested. <laughs> <laughs> damn it i'm found out you've been busted never right? gonna work again yeah well my wife can be fairly gullible <laughs> she's super smart but very gullible too so uh she was enthralled with you uh which is the first time i'd seen her not that she hadn't been into other guys but it was the first time i'd ever seen her like really genuinely lost in somebody for a minute yeah it was uh it was it was a pretty special moment um Cause I was kind of taken aback by just how much eye contact she gave me. I think it's pretty frequent in these types of situations. When you meet new people, you make eye contact. And then one of the other person 
kind of breaks eye contact because it's nervous, it's uncomfortable. But I'm, I'm I definitely love eye contact. That's one of my that's one of my turn-ons. I really love looking into people's eyes when I talk to them. And she really gave that to me. And so that, that kind of set me back a little bit like, ooh, she might be a little bit different. Little did I know that, uh, you know, you were going to blow job from Freckles. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I, that was interesting because then a couple other ladies showed up and I ended up getting like a triple blow job on the pool table for the first time in my life and had to play it off. Like, yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> uh, what's up ladies. <laughs> and on the mean side, I'm like, you know, glitter shooting out of my ass and stuff. <laughs> why would there be glitter in your ass? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> you, if you know, old furnace, but you know why there's glitter everywhere. Um, yeah. So after all the blowing and looking was done, you were pouring a drink behind the bar and I hadn't even really met you yet. I think we shook hands, but we started talking about something. Yep. And uh, it turns out we have a very similar hobby and a similar love. And we both just gotten started with that hobby at the time. Yeah. And I don't even remember how it came up. Uh, my guess is Freckles might've mentioned it. She tends to uh, be very vociferous with conversations and what we are interested in. Okay. That's probably right. She said, uh, Oh, by the way, we're growing mushrooms. Yeah. We're growing mushrooms. And I said, wow, that's really interesting because I just got my mushroom kit. Uh, like a, a few weeks before that. Yeah. So, and the mushrooms we're talking about, let's just be clear, are not the type you buy at the grocery store. I, we could call these uh, very medicinal mushrooms if yeah. you were a liberal. <laughs> if you were a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that, you know, when you have something that oddly specific in common with someone. And it, the timing, too. It was just oddly, we're right at the same time. Because, I mean, we started talking about it because we were both pretty enthusiastic about it and sharing how cause we, we did it completely differently. The way you, you grow them, uh, two completely different approaches and like, okay, well, it'll be interesting to see how his turns out. It'll be interesting to see how mine turn out. And then I think over the next, I don't know, eight to 12 weeks, we sent more pictures of our horticultural experiments than we did selfies <laughs> of our wives. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Uh, needless to say, we ended up staying there a lot longer. You and I talked for probably like an hour and a half or two or Easy. more. Yeah. I think we immediately hit it off because we're both assholes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we are both just sarcastic, bitter people who who love to laugh at ourselves and love to laugh at each other. And I think that's pretty rare to find people who who can do that and, and, it, not be, and it not be fake. I think there's a lot of fake self-deprecating people out there. I think there's a lot of fake people who... Uh, pretend to be assholes, but I think we're both legitimate assholes and we just pick on each other and it's super funny. And it's, it's our, it's, it's the way we say, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. You can fuck a goat. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. We hit it off and you know, we knew we wanted to talk to you guys again and we just kind of scrolled back yesterday through our old me, we chats. Yeah. And it was really interesting. We talked on MeWe for just a short time, just like less than a day, right? Oh, it was, it was, it was probably just a few hours, probably six hours. Cause by the time we drove back to where we live, we had already exchanged cell phone numbers and started texting, but that was super frustrating for me because Freckles was sitting in the passenger side giggling as, as you guys are all texting her and texting each other back. And I'm like, what did they say? What did they say? I said, no, t text this, tell them that, tell them this, tell them that. And all the meanwhile, we're talking about how great the time that we spent with you was, and even though it was only a few hours, 
we were just pretty blown away by the the chemistry that we naturally had that we didn't even try for. Yeah, I'm kind of tearing up a little bit right now. Aw. Yeah. So, no, like literally we woke up like giddy school children the next morning to check our texts. Uh, and for probably the next couple weeks, it was, I don't know, 300 texts a day, would you guess, between the four of couple us? A couple weeks. How about the last 52 weeks? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we text each other constantly. <laughs> and of course, then we develop our own language. Uh, yeah. And, and we develop the cloud. Right. But And what's, what's funny is we're here together uh, in, in person recording today and i keep looking at my phone i don't have any messages yeah my phone i don't even know what it does when you guys are with us it's like all of a sudden now it's like i don't even care if i have my phone with me yeah i take pictures of you but you're right here so i don't need to take a picture <laughs> of you probably just sell my phone when you guys leave running it out to somebody else <laughs> that should be an app right <laughs> um we're gonna get to the story of why we call it the cloud in a second but i also want to just touch base on what we talked about. And that's, you know, you meet a lot of people in the lifestyle and you immediately have something you share with them that you can't share with other people. So it's, it's a little bit like a secret bond. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, when we first met other people, we felt like, Oh, we can really kind of be ourselves around these other people because we can share our lifestyle with them. Uh, but until I met you guys, I never had any, we didn't have anybody that we could be ourselves with in the lifestyle and out of the lifestyle. Um, Cause you know, we're pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> Furnace button. I are unique. But I think our your uniqueness and our uniqueness is, is pretty similar because, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you say be ourselves. I think, especially when you first meet people, you're always on your best behavior. You always want to portray some type of, a, of an image and because you want people to like you, right? You want to make these connections. You want to have, especially if they're attractive and it's like, hey, would we like play with them? This is being our best behavior, whatever. And we didn't ever really have to do that with you guys because it just was so natural. And we always talk about in the lifestyle, different podcasts, different people, the four-way connection and the four-way chemistry. And what's weird is we thought we had had it sometimes before with people. But until meeting you guys, it, it was like, oh, that's what a four-way connection is supposed to be like. Yeah. It's someone you can tell jokes about Jesus to or right. microwaving babies. Tiny Katie Holmes. Tiny Katie Holmes. Tiny Katie Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, we we left uh, that party and you left that party and we texted for a couple weeks and decided we would do the first thing we would do is get together at our lake. That's right. I believe that was, it was actually a year ago last week. Yeah. And that's where we're at today. We're in the same house where the, the cloud all started. Yep. So we uh, planned our, our little magic adventure down to the lake to yep. do- uh, completely legal substances. Yes. Uh, now at, at this point, we don't even remember what you look like. like <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're sitting at our lake house down at Lake of the Ozarks, old furnace, Butt and I waiting for you guys to get here and really don't know if it's what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going right. to be good or bad or weird. And so we drove down, it's about an eight hour, eight and a half hour drive for us. And we, uh, we stopped halfway, um, it was around Des Moines. Anyway, we stopped halfway and came on in. And I guess we got here early afternoon, if I remember right. And uh, we were we were pretty nervous on the drive down. And talking about it, it's like, God, we're going to be here for four days with these guys. And it could be weird if we just misunderstood what the chemistry here was. You know, we were, we were nervous. And um, Bruce Seven has a very specific specific taste of music that he loves very much 
that I had very little experience with. So a little secret for you, Bruce Oven. As we were driving, I was doing a retrospective of the history of rap music from the mid-80s to today, trying to get more of a, of a, of a, of a commonality with you to understand your music because it was just something I'd never really been into. Yeah, that's interesting because we did talk that night about the importance of music. I have I have absolutely zero musical talent. We went over that in the first episode. That's a lie. Music is so important to me. Um, it's for me, it's emotional. Songs bring back memories. Some songs I can actually smell something from the past almost. Um, so it's it's very important to me. But I don't have that musical ability. For you, music is similarly important. Yeah, I have a, I have a natural. I wouldn't even say it's natural. I have, I just have a way of hearing music that I think is different than other people. It, 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 it's especially emotional to me and it hits me in different ways. And, and I can really lose myself in music without any substances at all. I can completely have a very high experience just listening to a really good song and don't people don't let him kid you. He's a very good songwriter. Oh yeah. That'll be another podcast episode. I think. So we've talked about art a little, and I think the way we experience music is different too. I am very comfortable with the aesthetics of a song. I just like the way it sounds. The I like the beat, I like the hook, or you know whatever it is. You're much deeper into it than I am. I really get off on odd time signatures and unique use of time signatures, unique instrumentation, and using instruments in different ways, and and the and then the, the feel of how the harmony goes, the melody, all that stuff. I geek out on. I've, if you looked at my YouTube history, you'd see hundreds and hundreds of, mu- of videos about music theory. And I really am not that great of a musician. I, I can hack around pretty decent, but I'm, I'm no pro by any means. But I, I love the theory behind it. I love geeking out on that stuff. And the fucking Smiths. Oh, God, the Smiths. Yes. Oh, God. All right. So <laughs> we got far afield on some nerdy shit there. <laughs> we, we, uh, we hopped in the boat as soon as you guys got here. Well, wait, wait, wait. I gotta, as we pulled up, um, we're sitting, we're driving down the little dirt road saying, okay, here we go. Let's hope this is okay. And what do we see whenever we pull up to your garage? I assume it was old furnace butt jumping up and down. Jumping up and down her hippity hoppity bouncy self with you standing right next to her with a big old grin on your face. <laughs> and me and Freckles look at each other and smile. like, this is going to be okay. And that was, that was probably my most important, me, me and Furnace Belt were talking about this last night. What was our most memorable moment of the early cloud? And for me, that was it. Whenever you guys were standing out there and she was bouncing, clapping her hands. And I felt like, okay, these are our people. I think that my most memorable moment of the cloud early on was, was wakey, 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 wakey. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) So we kind of picked up where we left off when you guys got down here to the lake. Like we immediately just fell into talking and joking and laughing. Yeah. And, and that was the, that was the best part. It was just, and we felt so welcomed. Okay. So you, you kind of showed us around and your dock to the lake is down probably what, 80 feet from where your house is. Yeah. And so you took us out on your deck and, and what did you guys, you had written down on the, the gangway or the gangplank to your dock. Welcome Cormac and Fern and uh, Freckles. Freckles. And that really touched our heart. Like, oh my God, they actually really want us to be here. And if I recall correctly, you guys had a charcuterie already set up for us as like a little bit of a welcome, which is something we both love. It really felt like you reached out to us to say, hey, we want to make you feel welcome here. We really like you is how I 
felt whenever we showed up here. Aw. I kind of forgot about the sidewalk chalk. Yeah, so our dock is concrete. We have a gangplank that's you know, 40, 50 feet long. And yep. uh, old, old Furnace Butt went out there with her sidewalk chalk and wrote, Welcome. And Ooh. you could see it from 80 feet above off our deck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was really meaningful to us. I'm sniffling a little because I'm still crying. Aww. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we went downstream to a sushi slash pool bar. That's right. And the next day, we decided to go on a big adventure. Yeah, lots of adventures. We did. And if you've never um, done this completely legal substance, if you do it with other people, it can be a tremendous kind of bonding experience. Absolutely. Um, and, and the substance we're talking about are these medicinal mushrooms. And we we took them and they hit us. And we all of a sudden were in... It felt like cloud nine, I think, to all of us. And I don't even know who first said the word cloud, but we had a, uh, uh, an inflatable air mattress out on your deck with a big white um, feather. Um, what do you call those things? A duvet or whatever? I, I know about duvet covers. I don't know what an actual duvet is. It was a sure. comforter. A comforter. That's the word. You had a big, big down comforter. A big down comforter on top of a inflatable bed. And the sun was out and it was just warm and beautiful. No clouds in the sky. And we were all just laying out there on that thing, looking up at the sky, laughing, talking. And it felt like we were in a cloud. And I don't know who said it first. I, I think it might have been Furnace Butt. I think it might have been Furnace Butt that said this cloud is perfect ridiculous or, or perfect or something. Yeah. And so it just stuck. And the rest of that trip that we were on, we went from that bed to your bedroom bed, which also had a, a, a feather comforter on top of it. We called that like cloud two. And then we somehow ended up down in the basement at our bed, in our bedroom. And that was like another cloud. And so it just kind of stuck that that was what we all remembered the most from that trip was the cloud, the cloud, the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of good memories from that trip too, though. Oh God. Yes. There was the, the portal. Oh old, yeah. Old piney. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain climbing. Yeah. So, uh, I like to go on adventures when I'm, uh, on, on mushrooms. You guys like to chill out and relax a little bit more. Yeah. And so we kind of, we worked back and forth between that. We would go outside. I, I like to put a bag of Cheez-Its in my pocket or just a bunch of Cheez-Its into my pocket and eat Cheez-Its while I'm out of my adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Old furnace butt carries a sparkly backpack yep. that she's supposed to keep. What's she supposed to keep in it, Cormac? Vittles. Yeah, she's supposed to keep our vittles in there, but rarely does she actually remember <laughs> to. And then we get all the way out on an adventure, which usually is about 11 to 12 feet outside right. the door. <laughs> We are without provisions, <laughs> right? We could starve. Yeah, it's yeah. So I had to climb up the big hill to Old Piney, uh, which is a very small, new, newly planted Douglas fir <laughs> at the top of our lot. It's about fourteen feet up. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, that was a that was the most of an accomplishment I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you guys couldn't even make it there. You couldn't. Even no, go. no, no. I was not. I wasn't climbing anything at that point. So then the three of you were in our bedroom laying down and I had, I was outside for some reason, but I didn't want to walk all the way through the house by myself because that would be like 20 or 30 feet uh, unsupervised. Right. You could easily have gotten lost. Yeah. I didn't have enough pillows to do the jump the floor to keep you away from the monster the lava. thing. 
Yeah, the lava. Yeah, the floor is lava. I couldn't do that. So I ripped the screen out of the bedroom window and just walked right into the bedroom window. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I think it was your wife that looked at me and goes, did you just come through a portal? <laughs> so that stuck. So, yeah. So was that, was that the time we caught diabetes also? Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, among other sparkly and glowy and all that slimy shit, things. Yeah. Old furnace, butt also loves her pectin based candy. And chocolates and mints. Oh yeah. We have a tub of candy that is literally, it's like a two foot by two foot by two foot cube full of corn syrup. And we have one at our home and we have one at the lake house. Yep. And if you're on mushrooms or God forbid marijuana, you probably should have a lock on that thing. You should. Um, And I somehow got into it and I went bonkers on these tiny junior mints. I couldn't stop eating them. It was like the best taste I'd ever had in my life. It, it's not. Junior mints are disgusting. Yeah, they actually are not that great. And now we're banned from from having junior mints. You can't have cloud. junior mints, and your wife and I can't have Reese's. Yeah, no Reese's pieces, no Reese's peanut butter cups, none of that shit in the cloud. Right. And when we say in the cloud, in that in that context, we mean in the bed. The bed while we're cuddling and laughing and joking around. Right. My wife hates the smell of peanut butter. Yeah, I don't mind the smell of peanut butter, but I just don't like food in the bed, period. Oh, man. Where do you eat? <laughs> My kitchen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Your stove would have something to say about that. <laughs> That's another. There's another story his, for you. His stove talks. Might have involved a mushroom or two as well. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get into that. Um, so we got to talk about, about sex. Yeah. So we've had lots of nomenclature in the clouds and and... <laughs> <laughs> one of one of those is seven. Oh yeah seven is a very very important number as we alluded to in the last episode yeah the seven in, this is in, a this is a total um bruce seven and furnace butt story it is it is it was uh we'd known you guys for probably six months so all right so here's how it goes look at me we mm. furnace butt and i we, we were going at it i mean Go, but going at it, you mean what? I mean, I mean, I was throwing some dick. You guys were having sex. We were having the sex. Yeah. Oh, we, is this where we're talking about sex in the podcast? It's where we're talking about sex in the podcast. Right. I mean, I'm just going to go into detail here. At a boy, I was putting in work. Like, <laughs> look at me, look at me. I'm looking. I packed a lunch. Okay. <laughs> you had your vittles. Have you seen those? Have you <laughs> have you seen those uh, milk crate stacking videos where people stack crates and then try to balance them? I've stacked all the milk crates, Cormac, and I was up on one leg. I was. I was, I was like, it owed me money. Okay. <laughs> so this is one of the best sessions of my life. Like three and a half minutes of thunder. Okay? Three and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I timed it and I'm a, you know, sweaty, bubbly mess at the end as you are after, you know, giving your partner the best sex of her life. And again, and she rolls over and I said something to the effect of, that was amazing. How was that? For you, and she said that was like a seven out of ten, like dead fucking serious. And I just looked at her, waiting for her to start laughing. Right, like I know, I wasn't joking. Yeah, like I, my dick is still a little bit hard. Still, like I, that's how soon it's been. It's pretty raw. Like <laughs> and I look, I look at her like seriously. She goes, "Yeah, what did you think?" Still, no laughing. This is a hundred percent fucking serious. So you know, like I guess I just took that hit to my ego, but. <laughs> 
I had to, I had to tell you guys. Of course. Still above average, though. Still above average. Still above average. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now everything is a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten is the best you can get. And didn't we get you a T-shirt that said that? If you I did. remember right, by Henley. Yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> we did. Seven out of ten. <laughs> I told my trainer that story too. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, we, he still calls stuff seven out of ten. He's nice. part of the cloud, more or less. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So if you hear us say seven, that's what it means. And how does old furnace butt like us using that reference? She does not like us using that reference, but she doesn't. No, especially den- that all like 80 people who've listened to our podcast yeah. are, are going to know this story. We're blowing up. We're blowing up. Yeah. Well, that, and that wasn't really a very good sex story, was it? Well, the milk carts at milk crates added to it. I mean, that was a pretty good visualization. Good visual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You should try milk crates. I recommend <laughs> it. You have to return them because you can't own them. It's illegal to, to own them, but. Is that kind of like a. a, a Grocery basket too. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like a, a yeah. buggy. I think is what people your age call it. A what? A buggy. A buggy. Yeah, a grocery buggy. Age, yeah, yeah. On your divan. <laughs> Back in the Great War. Speaking of, isn't it about time for Matlock to come on? <laughs> I was thinking Walker Texas Rangers about this time. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do we cover we cover the story of the cloud and mushrooms pretty well, didn't we? Yeah, I did. I We've think had so. some adventures on mushrooms though. Like, yeah, a- but they kind of all start blending together a little bit. Yeah. After after a year, so I guess we've how many times have we done them together? Probably three times. Yeah, just three or four. But uh, but the the experience lasts so long, and it's kind of non-linear sometimes. And it's something we I don't know. And for me, on them, I get I get I'm a pretty cuddly guy to begin with, but I get really cuddly on mushrooms, and like I can't get close enough to somebody, and Old furnace butts, just like the perfect size for that. And so I remember more than once when we've done it, just being super like wrapped up in her and, um, and, and cuddling her up. And it was, uh, really, in- I, I feel very intimate when we do that. And it, it, I think you're right that being the first time that we were together doing that and sharing that as an experience, I think really did build a bond for us. Yeah. It, it creates stories that you just can't share with other people. They just don't. You wouldn't understand. And, and even whenever we tell them on here, or we try and explain to someone in person, unless you were there, you, you really don't understand it. Yeah. Which is to say we were just so high that it really wasn't that funny, but it was funny. <laughs> but we made it that funny. We made it that funny. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> well, what else did we do that weekend? Because, I mean, we were here for four days. What did we do that weekend? Fucked. We went to a couple of other restaurants out here on the lake. And I think we went to the same place we went last night for oysters. Or is that the second time we came down? I can't remember. Yeah. Freckles loves her oysters, doesn't she? Oh, God. She loves her oysters. I love oysters, too. And when she said she loved oysters, I just thought she liked oysters. But I you could share she... a dozen with her and it would be okay? Yeah. 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 How she, many do you think she could eat at one Oh, time? she'd eat three dozen by herself, I think. I've seen her in one day eat five dozen oysters. Wow, that's crazy. And I like raw oysters, but I don't love them that much. Like, I think she could eat raw oysters every single day. Yeah. We're going to have to take you guys out to Oregon and just go oystering ourselves. See, I don't like, I don't like those fancy East Coast West Coast oysters. I like Texas Gulf Coast oysters. That's my favorite. That's incorrect. <laughs> it's okay that you have an opinion so long as it's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about another topic. Um, you want to talk about BDSM a little bit in the lifestyle? Yeah, we can do that. Um, that's another thing that we share a commonality in. 
And um, whenever we met, how experienced were you guys in BDS? I don't think we've ever really talked about that. How much had you guys done at that point? Very little, just around each other. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I don't have, I didn't have this natural inclination to read about it or learn about it. I was just sort of experimenting uh, myself. Yeah, something different to do, right? Right. So for us, um, our relationship really, uh, Freckles and my relationship started with that. And I'll tell a brief version of our in, in how we got together. We've only been together for about five years now, but we we met online and it was supposed to be a winter fling. Not much else, just a few months. And so when we met, the idea was, well, hey, let's just throw everything out there and who cares? We were, it's only going to be a few months. There's no real risk. And she said, well, I want to work on BDSM. I've been doing it before and I really love it. And I said, well, I like swinging. I uh, tried it. It didn't really work really well, but I'd sure like to try it again. And so we both met halfway. And I, I was like you. I'd never really been into BDSM at all. It wasn't like stuff that I searched out on porn or anything like that or, or literature. Just didn't really interest me that much. But it's like, okay, well, she's going to meet me halfway. I got to meet her halfway. And so I started reading about it, doing some research on it and, and learning more about it. And lo and behold, I turned out to be kind of a natural about at it. And I kind of enjoyed it. Um, and from our perspective, what I enjoyed the most is really the mental aspect of it more than the physical. Physical is fun. There's a lot of physical things that, that, are, that you can do that we both do enjoy. But more frequently for us, it's the, it's the mental aspect. And you guys being kind of new to it as well, we'd been doing it for a while. And I, we just kind of shared some of our experiences with you. And, and you guys took to it. And it seems like you guys really like it as well. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, one thing you said to me, well, f- first of all, I want to say, flogging, you kind of opened my mind to what that is supposed to be. Um, there is flogging and then there's flogging. Right. That's absolutely true. And um, I think you and I both have flogged publicly, um, our wives and other people at times. And there's the display of it. And then there's what you do whenever it's intimate and you and your partner. And I think that's kind of what you're, you're alluding to is when it's just Freckles and I, it's a lot more deep. It's a lot more intense um, than your typical what you do at a party. And neither of them are wrong. They're just different. Yeah, I mean, let's call it like it is. You can really swing and hit someone really hard and not not hurt them. It's really what I never knew my wife wanted, for instance. Right. And I certainly was scared to do that without seeing someone else do it. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I remember when I was learning, there was uh, one experience that really set me back because I kind of lost myself in it and went further than I thought I should. And as it turns out, it really wasn't all that bad for... Freckles, she kind of liked it and still kind of gets a little bit giddy thinking about it. Yeah. I want to talk in a second about what you get out of it versus what I get out of it and how that's kind of different. But I wanted to start first by just kind of talking about BDSM and kink culture in general, because we in the swinging lifestyle, most of us, I, I at least I consider myself sort of a dabbler, an amateur. Uh, there are certainly are people out there who for them, kink is their whole lifestyle. That right. They're really into it. And sometimes they get a little offended when people dabble. Mm-hmm. And I think especially you see that with regards to 50 shades of gray, which in the kink community is just seen as a, a joke, an right? Like it's, they don't want to hear about it. Right. 
I don't know. I don't think that's all fair from the kink community. I think it's them maybe being a little protective of their passion. Yeah. And I think too, the, uh, the lifestyle swinging community as well feels a little bit scared of the BDSM community and they're like a little nervous about it and like, Ooh, they're, they're the weird ones and whatever. But I, I think there's a happy medium you can have. Yeah. I mean, I think that's unfortunate that it's that way. Um, we go to a, a, a BDSM kink club in our town uh, from time to time. And we are the outsiders. Uh, we are not, you know, for us, it's something we like to do. We enjoy, but it's not our lives. Um, versus most of the people that are in the club at any given time, that is exactly what they do. And so we sort of stand out and it's really, really obvious when you walk around the club who are swingers that are just there and who's, you know, part of the community. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to, to dabble. I think, um, you know, you need to be safe. You need to follow the basic rules. Obviously right, definitely in protocols. Consent is the most important thing. And I would say safe words. Yeah. And I mean, consent is obviously important in the swinging lifestyle too. So I don't want to downplay that in any way, but in BDSM and kink, it is another level of right. consent. And, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, that both communities can learn from one another is that there's, there's nothing wrong with being overly consensual in, in the lifestyle community and understand that consent can be given and then something can change 30 minutes later and consent can be taken away and that's okay. And, and actually it's preferable to have those kinds of communications. And when you have the level of trust that you, you build, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier. I agree a hundred percent, but you know, between you and me, you've seen people at a swingers party just touch a woman or a guy on the ass before. Oh yeah. Many times. It happens pretty much every part of yeah. too. That's probably not okay. It's probably something we should get out of the swinging lifestyle, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be something as simple as a, as a, as a head tilt and, and say, you know, I would really like to kiss you. Would that be okay? That's, that's a very nice thing to say that makes the person you're talking to feel respected and feel like they have some control of the situation. And I think in, I would say 95% of the times that you, you do that, the people would say yes anyway. Isn't that crazy that I, I am certainly very scared to use my words. I think most people are when it comes to sex, use your words and just say what you want or ask for what you want. And for the other person, they'll almost always tell you it's the biggest turn on when you do use your words and they'll certainly right. say yes. But yet, like even today, I'm still afraid to use my words sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. Give it a try sometime. You might be surprised how nice it turns out. Yeah, I do. I, I use my words a little bit, just not as much as I should. Okay, but I wanted to get back to early on when we started talking about BDSM, you told me, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but you said for you, the experience in BDSM, like say in a flogging session, is more about compersion, about her enjoying it um, and you watching her enjoy it. Yeah. So I think specifically the thing that, that I don't get out of BDSM is I don't find it sexual at all. I have never been turned on by BDSM sexually. It just doesn't do that for me. That being said, what it does do for me is it makes me feel a very, very intimate connection with the person that I'm engaged with at that moment. I, I feel, and I think it's because of that trust. Like this person is trusting me to do some very painful things at times that they want, they've consented to, but that level of trust is is a huge, I guess, mental turn on to me or emotional turn on. I'm not sure what the right word would be, but it's definitely not sexual. 
And I've flogged some extraordinarily beautiful women. I've even flogged men. I have flogged men and felt a, an intimate connection with that man that was completely non-sexual. That wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't him. But it was, it was the, and I've only done it a couple of times, but the, the, this one time I'm talking about, it was really mind-blowing for me and, and a real push of my boundaries to say, okay, I wanted, I'm going to do this. And it was, the, the guy was so appreciative and so thankful. And the guy's totally straight too. But it was this really interesting, intimate connection that he and I shared for this moment that I, I'll probably never forget that. Huh. That's interesting. I, I get the trust thing, and I certainly, there's an element of that for me, but I have completely lost track of the other people that are involved sometimes. I've gotten so into it Interesting. internally. Mm -hmm. um, like so what is that, it that you get out of it then? I think it's uh, pushing the boundary. I think it's, you know, like the forbidden fruit kind of thing. Your own boundary or the other person's? The The other person's. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I guess my own a little bit too, but it's the other person's. It's sort of like, I I like to forget that trust. Not like really forget the trust, but I like to not think that, you know, I like to think that this is, you know, this is done without the trust or this is done without the uh, role play a little, I guess is what okay. I'm saying. Does yeah, that make yeah, sense? Yeah. All right. So like if I have, if, if I'm, I can't just flog a woman that doesn't do a whole lot for me, like standing up and just flogging her. Like, it's fine. It's fun. But I have to get up on the cross and grab her by the neck and whisper in her ear or pull on her a little bit, or mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Sort of like ownership. Gotcha. Like that. Yeah, I'm getting. So that actually reminds me of uh, an interesting moment between you and I and Freckles and Furnace, but we were at a party one time that had a separate um, red room and we decided to go back into that red room and play and I, I don't think we'd really even talked about what the specifics of the play were at the moment, but we went in there and in the play time, the beginning, you and Freckles decided to do some flogging. And I've seen other men flog Freckles before and it was, it was fine. There's a couple of times it was actually pretty hot and pretty awesome. And I really enjoyed watching it, but watching you two do it, was completely different. And it really took me a minute it, to catch my breath with it because I could see the energy between you two was actually pretty similar to the energy that she and I share whenever we flog and we play that way. And, and it took me a minute, but I sat and I thought, and I said, okay, this is a really cool thing. And I intellectualized it. And then I was, then I was fine. It took me about maybe 10 seconds of, of, of thinking and, and being taken aback by it. But then it was just this really, really beautiful thing because Freckles, how do I say this? She doesn't lose herself with everyone, especially in a, in a BDSM situation. She, she enjoys the show. She enjoys that, that style of flogging as well. But what I saw between you two is what I see whenever she and I play. And that level of trust and intimacy that she gave you was just a whole new level for me of what this relationship uh, was and what it would become. And it was kind of a, it's kind of a gateway for me to, to really take this even more seriously than, Hey, these are some fun play partners we can laugh with and have some good times. Yeah. It really is beautiful when you kind of have that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, for me, without, without the, 
intimacy in the in the flogging. It's just not that big of a deal. It's not that fun to me. Right. I so, agree. Do you think there's a right reason or a wrong reason to beat in BDSM? I mean, I say selfishness versus compersion. Do you think one of those is better than the other? Or? No, I don't. I think you just have to find the right partner um, who is who is into it for the same reason you are. I would say that there's probably some things in BDSM that could get a little bit dangerous whenever people aren't mentally stable and they're into it for the wrong reasons. Like the reason why I think people enjoy pain in general is because it releases endorphins and you get like a runner's high after you get a flogging. That makes sense. It's no different than people in Finland using the, uh, the tree branches and they slap themselves yeah. in the back. It's, it's the same type of a thing that you're doing. Uh, but people who are addicted to pain, like if you're into, into cutting or some other type of self-harm like that, I think that could be dangerous and probably, you know, seek mental help for that. But for people who are who are balanced and, and are doing it for the right reasons, as long as you have a consenting partner who enjoys what you enjoy, have fun. Yeah. And so I, we're not experts in, in the kink BDSM community. There are lots of people out there who are experts, but we, we do have experience in, in the swinging lifestyle and we do have experience with BDSM. And I guess our, just, our opinion is if you want to dabble around in BDSM safely, go for it. There go shouldn't for it. Be, yeah. I mean, don't listen to the people, the, the hardcore and the kink community who abhor 50 shades of gray and just right. think it's all an abomination to what they stand for. Just uh, fuck them. There you go. Right. So that's, yeah, that was kind of what I wanted to get out. So we want to do a little segment on each one of these uh, podcasts. And it's a segment about things that I have a, an irrational dislike of. Uh, and I have, I have many of them. I'm very quirky and I tend to be very rooted in my opinion. So I'm going to let you pick one today. I think I gave you a list of some of them. but Well, the first one absolutely positively has to be mayonnaise. God, I fucking hate mayonnaise. It's everywhere. Okay, like, but it's not just mayonnaise. It's pretty much mayonnaise. anything that's white and creamy. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you can't, listen, listen, <laughs> aioli is bullshit. All right, I said it. Aioli is just mayonnaise by another name. You throw some garlic in it, it's still fucking mayonnaise. That's accurate. It, ranch dressing? Mayonnaise. Mostly, yep. Yeah. Uh, comeback sauce, throwback sauce, kickback sauce, fuck you sauce. It's all mayonnaise. And you can't put ketchup or sriracha in it and call it some flaming hot super duper sauce. It's still okay. Fucking mayonnaise. Question: How about Thousand Island dressing? Mayonnaise. Okay. Well, at least you're consistent. Yeah, <laughs> it's mayonnaise, and this all stems back to a Cadbury egg I ate when I was like 12 years old. I don't think I've heard this story. That's uh, so. I don't remember Cadbury eggs. Oh yeah, I used to love them. Like the size of a real egg, right? Uh huh. And they're packed with cream inside. Yep. And. For whatever reason, I just don't have the tolerance for anything that rich. Like it hits my mouth and it swells up and my tongue gets big and I have They're to too sweet. What? They're way too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too sweet and too rich on the inside. And I basically threw up from a Cadbury egg and anything that's creamy like that, I, I hate. But now I've been on just a fucking tirade about mayonnaise because it's on everything. <laughs> like you can't go to an airport and get a sandwich. They put the mayonnaise on the sandwich. What are you doing, man? Give me the mayonnaise packet so I can choose what to put on myself. I don't want a soggy ass mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> People so were talking about banning soda pop, like in New York. Yeah. How to ban fucking ranch dressing and mayonnaise. I did the math. I got a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's over here. I can prove it. We consume more calories in ranch dressing than we do in soda pop by far. I believe that. I, I owned a restaurant, a pizza restaurant, and motherfuckers would pile their plate up with, with ranch dressing 
and no salad. They would roll their pizza into the ranch dressing and just scoop it. Use like a spoon to eat their ranch dressing. Are you yucking my yum? Oh, God. <laughs> this country's going to hell in a handbasket. I knew we were not supposed to get into politics, but not ranch dressing is very near and dear to my heart. Mayonnaise. There's some politics there. Um, <laughs> but to give you a, a little glimpse inside to what the cloud is actually like on a day-to-day basis, um, we do send pictures to one another of our day-to-day goings-on, and Freckles is one who actually does enjoy mayonnaise on her french fries and or ranch dressing on things. And so um, more than once, Freckles has gotten two, three, maybe four little, um, what do you call those little? Ramekins. Ramekins of ranch dressing or mayonnaise and just send pictures to Bruce Seven just to piss him off. So that's that's what a normal day looks like in the cloud. Yeah, because she hates me. She does hate you. I fucking, oh God. Now, see, I was all I was all emotional about our sort of cloud reunion. This is our one year reunion, and then we were talking about BDSM, and it got a little hot and sexy. And now I'm just fucking furious now about this mini thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go rage fuck. <laughs> she might be into that. Yeah, she might be into it. I don't know. <laughs> God, I hope so. All right. Well, uh, we do want to thank everybody in the community that listened to the first one. Uh, we hope this one is a little bit more entertaining, um, but but still keeps what we had in the first one. Like, wait, do we do we want to get a little bit more detailed on the sex? Sure. You want to get into detail about sex? You want to do about last night or? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Well, I think actually the last two days. We want to sex you up to Ooh. the TikTok. You don't stop. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, let's um, maybe talk a little bit about the sex the last two days. Yeah. So let's set the scene here first. I so, have a penis. Yes. Cormac so has uh, also has a penis. Yes. So we got that. I think we, well, you want to paint a picture. I was reading the podcast guide and it said you want to paint a picture for the, the audience. So I just wanted to make sure they understood what was going on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll paint, I'll paint a picture of the scene. How about that? So okay. um, their lake house, they have a very nice deck overlooking the lake. Um, during the day, you get just wonderful sun all afternoon. Um, but the first night we were here, um, we didn't start playing until after the moon came up. I want to say it was probably 10, 11, maybe even 12 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. It was pretty late. And, and it's funny, we weren't even really even being all that sexy. And somehow all of a sudden your wife and I just started kissing. We were all laying on the, on the inflatable bed out there on the deck and we just started kissing. And then you and Freckles started kissing and all of a sudden we were full on just making out rolling around together under the moonlight and it was like the coolest thing in the world seeing all of our bodies kind of writhing together touching having orgasms in the the moonlight and i really remember that piece of it because yesterday we again started playing but after a day out on the lake in the boat on the water um we came home and we laid out on the deck and we started again, and this time it was in the bright sunshine. And so we had all this heat and all this warmth. And you and your wife ended up like fucking on the the wooden planks of the deck. To the like, applause God, of the fishermen out on the lake. Well, sorry yeah. about those splinters on Furnace Butt's knees. But it was this really cool contrasting experience two days in a row of moonlight at night, sunlight in the afternoon. and. I know that's one of those things that's going to stick with me for a while, but Hey, me and your wife, we're sensualists. We remember all those 
touchy feely things. Old furnace butt does love to be outside, doesn't she? Yeah. And there's another interesting dynamic of the cloud. Uh, she, being my wife, furnace butt, loves to be the center of attention, and none of the other three of us really care or do. And in fact, we actually enjoy giving her attention. It seems. Yeah, and so w- that's the thing I remember most about that that one experience was that orgasm she had where you were making out with her and I was going down on her and your wife was rubbing her. Well, let's, let's be exactly clear. Just, we're talking about yesterday afternoon, right? Yeah, I think it was yesterday afternoon. Um, if I recall correctly. Oh no, this was last night. No, yesterday was, was a big day. Yeah, it was a lot. The one I remember was last night when I was kissing furnace, butt and I was rubbing her clip with my fingers and you were going down and licking her, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't. Yeah, I think that's it. That's where she just like exploded. Like, oh my God, it was unbelievable. We don't have neighbors for like 200 feet, but I guarantee you they heard it. (laughs) They heard it all the way across the lake. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. If anybody's in Camdenton, Missouri, it wasn't an earthquake. That was my (laughs) life. But it's neat that we get to give her that, right? Yeah. And and it's okay because it, we don't, I don't feel like any of us ever keep score because if we did, Furnace Butt would win. <laughs> Clearly. But we, it, that's part of why it works. It's like we all don't even think about those things. We just think about the experience and in the moment, what feels right. We just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, her greatest superpower is her ability to orgasm in, in the lifestyle. Here's what I mean. Like, it, let's be honest, you guys have egos. We all have egos. And if you can make a woman come right away, it strokes your ego. Yep. And let me tell you, you can just look at her sideways or, or a stiff breeze and she will come. <laughs> and so she becomes like a siren sometimes. <laughs> wait, wait, you're telling me I'm not that good, Bruce Seven? <laughs> Jeez. No, you're, you're fine, Cormac. I'm just, say, I'm just saying that, yeah, it's, it's a really great gift. You know what I mean? She's yeah. uh, special that way. And this made me think of something else. Um, when I got in the lifestyle in the beginning, and we even talked about it, or you know, and before we were actually in it, I always assumed that I would have these fantasies that I wanted to fill out. You know, I want to do this. I want to have this many people in that position and milk crates and you know all those things. Like, I thought I would have a checklist of things I wanted to do, and maybe in the beginning I held on to that. But I think when you get into situations at some point. I would rather be in a fun, positive situation with people I like doing anything than a forced, contrived tower of Pisa or whatever it is people are doing these days. Eiffel Tower, that's what it is. I, right. yeah, like I, I, I really don't care about <laughs> positions or experience, you know, the, the particular different experience, so long as I love the people yeah. around me. And, and for me, I'll be a little bit vulnerable here uh, to our 80 listeners, three commenters. Um, I have really bad ED. Um, it's very rare for me to get an erection, even if I take, um, Cialis or Viagra, it's just not something that works for me anymore. As you have mentioned many times, my, my age back in the great war, you know, I'm thinking it might be some, uh, PTSD from, you know, 1914 and some of those battles in the trenches, but, uh, it, it was something I wondered how I was going to handle and, and deal with in being in a closer relationship like this. Um, and I, and I really appreciate because of the way that, that we interact, it's not a big deal. It's not something that's, we, because we don't keep score. We don't, it's, it, I don't even know how to say this. Me and furnace, Butt have a level of comfort in, in our sexuality, the way we express our feelings for each other 
we don't need that. And I, I'm really thankful that, that she accepts, accepts me the way that I am and that we've been able to develop our relationship the way that we have, that it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a showstopper by any means. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, and honestly, I've had so many sessions in lifestyle where I don't finish and I don't care. Some of those are the best sessions I've ever had. Right. Uh, you know, again, it's, and, and by the way, if other people, if you're into, you know, trying different positions or different numbers of people, or if that's your thing, do it, do it how you want to do it. That's uh, you know, I'm not being critical or judgmental of that. I'm saying for myself and lifestyle, that was the thing that surprised me that I learned about myself the most was that I really don't care about, you know, making sure that I have an airtight situation or whatever it is. It right. doesn't, I don't care. If and I so just I, make out with somebody like your wife that I love and laugh, that's sometimes that's better than any like real sexual experience I ever had. And, and some of what I've also learned to enjoy is the compersion aspect. We mentioned that a little bit before uh, in, in relation to BDSM, but watching the energy between you and freckles is, is just a beautiful thing. Seeing how, you know, she responds to, to you differently than she responds to me or differently than she responds to other people that maybe we've played with in the lifestyle. It's, um, it's, it's really a fascinating thing and watching her smile and how much she enjoys it. I never really thought I, I never really understood the idea of compersion until really getting into this with you guys, because then I really began, I think, to feel it and embrace it. Yeah. And I don't think you ever really face, face your jealousy till you're in that situation too. And I'm using jealousy just to mean like, not a negative energy, but you know, like, whoa, what is this? This is a, this is an emotion that I have to process. Uh, yeah. You know, I I call it jealousy for lack of any other better term. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's really interesting. So that's, Uh, I think a lot of what the lifestyle has done for, for me, especially is challenging my own thinking. Um, and reinforcing in, in myself that, you know, there, there's different ways to experience this. There's different ways to enjoy it. It's not just a one type thing where, oh, penis, vagina, orgasm. There you go. Yeah. It's way more than that. If you let it be. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I don't think that there's ever going to be something new that happens to me where I'm like, wow, that is a physical sensation. I never thought I would experience. It's not going to be like some magical blowjob or something that comes along. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know there was a, I didn't know I had nerves there that fired that way. Right. It's always going to be for me now about searching out that, that other component, that emotional component that makes it better. Are you saying you're looking to try anal sex, Bruce seven? Cause I think that's what I'm hearing you ask for. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not into that. Just so I'm you not. know, but no. if you want to find someone, that's fine. But you were talking about my wife and yours. And I guess as we kind of wrap this up, cause we're already over an hour. Um, Time flies. Yeah. I have a head tilt kind of thing that I do too. Oh yeah. What is that? <laughs> Can you even describe it? Because I know you do a good imitation of it. And he imitates it all the time. He I don't know how to do this on the radio. The time, but it's effective. But- but uh, he'll like lightly grab her, her by the by the chin or by the by the jaw. I guess is actually what yeah. it is. And you, you kind of squint your eyes and you you look at her real mean like. And I, I don't know. It's, but it's it's it's, it's your move. <laughs> How do you describe it? I don't know. But now that you describe it like that, I'm gonna stop doing it. <laughs> I have naturally narrow eyes. All right, Cormac. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know. I guess um, it really comes in the moment. And it's yeah. usually like, I, I do like to grab by the chin because I feel like it's, it's not the neck. So it's not necessarily threatening and you have leverage so you can make her look 
right at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to see in women's eyes. Like, I think it's, I yeah. think it's fun. I think it's sort of a submissive thing. If I can make them look me in the eye, you know what I mean? Yep. So. Well, is that about it for today? <laughs> yeah. We could, we could keep talking. I know <laughs> No, that got a little weird, but yeah, we want to thank everybody for listening and reached out. We really had a, a really good time last week. Um, and thank you for the feedback. We will try to bring a little more sex to the podcast going forward, but we're not going to deviate from the format. Right. L- let us know if that was enough sex. Yeah. And let us know if it wasn't enough. If you guys just want to, you know, a travel blog. I mean, we, we can make up all sorts of porno stories, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. My brain, the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> and it might be a rap song too. Oh yeah. So <laughs> next time I wrote, I wrote a birthday song for, you did? for uh, Cormac and Old Furnace Butt. And, uh, the beat, the intro that you hear at the beginning is actually the beat that I purchased for that song, but I haven't recorded it yet. Cause I've never recorded a song in my life. I've never performed a song into a microphone in my life. So, well, I think I've got a microphone right here. Yeah. So we might give that a try. All right. Well, that's the end of it. Can you say, as we sign them off, we, we need to have a moniker or not a moniker. What do you call those things? A sign off tagline or something? Like, like what? This is the. Cloudcast Podcast, signing off from the basement at the Lake of the Ozarks. This We'd is like Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Yeah. We've got a thing. Yeah. What's your thing? This we got to do something fucks. like that. This guy fucks. This guy fucks. That's that's probably what we got to name it. These <laughs> guys fuck. Yeah.